Does your startup need to get a SOC 2 report to close big deals? Or do you already have a SOC 2 report and want to make it easier to maintain year after year? Vanta has built software that makes it easier to both get and renew your SOC 2. With Vanta, you avoid anxious auditor interviews, and you don't have to capture hundreds of screenshots proving that you are SOC 2 compliant to your auditor. Companies like Lattice, User Testing, and hundreds of others have successfully gotten their SOC 2 reports with Vanta. Equity listeners can redeem $1,000 off of Vanta subscription by visiting vanta.com slash equity. That's vanta.com slash equity. Hello, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Tuesday for September 8th, 2020. Now, have you wondered how it feels to be part of the company that owns TikTok as the social service becomes an international political kickball? Well, it's so much fun to work for ByteDance that the famous China-based unicorn has, quote, declared a rare half-month's salary bonus for employees, according to Bloomberg. The same article cites the desire to calm the company's workforce, so we're presuming everything over there is lovely. In a turn against the narrative, Netflix's Reed Hastings came out over the weekend against working from home, saying that he sees no positives from it. According to Hastings, the future of work is probably four in-office days and one work from home. Perhaps a bit more flex for smaller companies, we think, maybe. But while most are heralding a change to the world, Netflix's boss doesn't seem to quite agree with it. His perspective here could point to a more traditional world post-COVID, something that many software startups and both private and public investors are betting against. And the continuing saga of China versus the world continues with more fights breaking out between democratic Australia and party autocratic China. This time, a few Australian journalists in China appear to have barely gotten out of the country, while another Australian citizen, Cheng Lei, who worked for the China Global Television Network, has been put under, quote, residential surveillance, according to the country. The tension between China and countries that have representative governments continues to get higher over time. This could redraw the world boosts the importance of India to global tech companies and startups alike and could draw the future fault lines of a more shattered internet. And of course, whenever we talk about China in a business context, it is worth repeating that human rights matter and one-party governments are bad. That is what is top of mind for me this morning. Welcome back to the work week. It's Tuesday here in the United States and we are doing equity today because, well, it was a holiday yesterday. So we are catching up. We are getting to the email, maybe but before we start, Equity is back on YouTube. You can check that out over at youtube.com slash techcrunch for clips from the show. And of course, follow Equity on Twitter at twitter.com slash equity pod. And with that, let's begin. As always, we're going to kick off with some news from the weekend or from very, very early this morning. And the big news out, according to me, is that there are new IPO filings from both JFrog and Sumo Logic, two companies that filed in that great IPO wave of a few weeks back, we have been tracking both companies' impending debuts because we care a lot about them. They are software companies. There's been venture capital money at play. That puts them right in the very middle of what we care about here at TechCrunch. So the news, Ahem. Uh, two new S1A filings. When it comes to developer-focused JFrog, it is going to target $37 per share at the top end, according to this initial range, of course, and could raise as much as $492.2 million. And we did some very, you know, rough math this morning. So, you know, have the shop special and then fact check us. But we believe JFrog could be worth as much as $3.3 billion at $37 per share, not counting select shares reserved for its underwriting banks. 
Turn into Sumo Logic. It will target $21 per share for an IPO that could be worth $357.4 million. That's how much it could raise in the debut. And if you do all the math, Sumo Logic could be worth $2.1 billion. Again, not counting shares reserved for underwriters. More of both of those to come on the site, of course, but it's uh, great to see those IPOs moving forward, making steps towards the public markets. It means we're not going to be bored for weeks. There's going to be lots to talk about. So get excited. Even the stock market struggling, and we'll talk about that in just a second. And two big pieces of funding news. Uh, before we talk about some earlier stage rounds, I wanted to make sure we mentioned these because they matter and they are kind of thematically aligned with stuff that we've talked about on the podcast a lot. So here we go. Indian online learning giant Baiju has raised $500 million at a $10.8 billion valuation, according to reporting from TechCrunch's Manish Singh. Now, Baiju confirmed the investors, Silver Lake, Tiger, General Atlantic, Owl Ventures, all that. They did not confirm the dollar amount in valuation. We got that ourselves. EdTech is, of course, hot in 2020 as the world learns how to work from home and learn from home thanks to COVID-19. So not surprised to see more EdTech rounds, but of course, a $500 million investment is uh, large. And Molly, a startup that offers API-based payments tech for other companies, has raised $106 million, or 90 million euro in a round led by TCV that pushes its valuation north of the $1 billion mark, which makes Molly, a Dutch company, a unicorn. According to TechCrunch.com, you may have heard of them, the company is, quote, on track to process more than 10 billion euros in transactions this year, representing growth of 100% on a year ago. Of course, this is the space that Phoenix, Stripe, and other players play in. Now, on to funding rounds. There were a few funding rounds to note from the last couple of days. So I'm going to give you thumbnails on three more links in the show notes. Of course, over on TechCrunch.com, I will have all the other stuff you need for these. Used goods are staying hot as Fashion File, a quote, pre-owned online shopping firm, according to Payments.com, has raised $38.5 million in a Series B from New Spring Growth. A bit like how Baiju's round wasn't a shock. E-commerce is hot like EdTech is, so... You know, seeing Fashion File raise a lot of money, not a surprise. What was fun, though, and this caught my eye, was that Fashion File was founded back in 1999 when I was 10. That's, that's, that's an old company. Fun. Uh, Seattle-based Cloudentity has raised $13 million, according to FinSMES.com. Forge Point Capital led that round. And as you can kind of guess by the name Cloudentity, Cloudentity does cloud identity and security stuff, unsurprisingly. And finally... Sarbacane, I think. A French tech company has raised $27 million, according to TechCrunch. The MarTech startup is also old, having been founded back in 2001. So today we really saw a couple of companies that have some years on them raising good sized rounds, which is always a delight. You know, we talk a lot about why Combinator startups and, you know, who got founded last week and all this. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you got to keep building that company and then you raise money. And that's what we saw today. So obviously the VC markets are still nice and active. We are nearly at length today, but we can't close without taking a look at the stock market, frankly. After a, a truly epic run, it turns out that was partially fueled by Masayoshi Sun making huge complex bets on the value of tech companies, the stock market is melting a bit. Uh, tech shares have fallen sharply from recent all-time highs in the United States and are set to open once again sharply lower as I talk to you. It's about 9 a.m. here on the East Coast. Now, a few days of bad trading does not a trend make. But with Nasdaq set to open 3.4% lower than Friday and SaaS and cloud shares already in a technical correction, 
it's a warning sign that the present good times do not have to persist. They're still here, probably, but you know, we're not due them. We don't, they're not owed to us. They could go away whenever. Sure, lots of folks are still chanting that stocks only go up, and everyone has a pet theory about why that will keep being the case, but stocks do, do go down. They do, and they sometimes do it very sharply, as we've recently seen. So as you keep working for or building or investing in startups, keep at least a little bit of your peripheral vision on the macro climate as it will have an impact on your life and business if this slide continues. Naturally, I don't know what's going to happen, but certainly it doesn't look particularly good this morning. And that was Equity Tuesday for September 8th, 2020. Follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself on Twitter where I am at Alex. We are back Friday morning unless something big breaks. 